One of the most famous parables that Jesus has ever spoken has truly got to be the story of the Good Samaritan. I mean, there's hospitals dotted around our nation that have the name of this man in this story that Jesus came up with as the name of their hospital. And the reason why, Jesus told the story about this Samaritan man who's walking along the road, sees another man just bloodied and left for dead, and he drops everything to go and help him. Did you know in all 50 states in the U.S., we have some sort of a Good Samaritan law that's there. And it places legal responsibility on a person who sees another person in need that we have to go do something in order to help them. Now, I think this parable of the Good Samaritan is so shocking because of the double contrast that's there. One is pretty well known. One is the fact that this Samaritan and the man that he saw on the side of the road bloodied and left for dead were cultural enemies. The Samaritans saw a Jew and, and they just absolutely didn't get along. But yet he, he put that aside and saw a fellow man, a fellow person in need and went to his aid. The other part that isn't talked about as much is where we want to focus today. You know, this parable could have also been called something else besides the Good Samaritan. It could have been named instead the parable of the two bad believers. You see, before that Good Samaritan gets there, there are two believers who walk along the road, Jewish people who see a fellow countryman left for dead, and they pass by on the other side. And what makes this even worse is these two men were church workers, a priest, a Levite in the Old Testament, and they do absolutely nothing to help. God is impressing upon us to, to learn that he wants us to help help someone else when they're in need. Now, there has been a lot of ink wa wasted over the years trying to speculate uh, to figure out why the priest and the Levite didn't stop along the roadway. You know, some people say, well, well, maybe they were on the way to a Bible study, you know, in Jerusalem or Jericho along that roadway. And, you know, if they stopped, they wouldn't have gotten there in time and disappointed them the mass for helping this one. Or people say, well, you know, if they came in contact with them with the blood or if he was a dead body, they would become spiritually, ceremonially unclean, which is true, according to Old Testament law. And so they couldn't have served then inside the church. You know, other people say, well, maybe they were just afraid for their, their lives. You know, if this guy is bloody and, and almost dead, maybe those, those robbers are around. And so they pass by to get through quickly. Or worse yet, maybe this guy's faking it. And so if I go to help him, he can grab my arm and I'll, I'm in danger. You know, all those explanations seem, you know, plausible on why they might pass by on the other side. But not for Jesus. Jesus condemns their inaction. Now, what is Jesus teaching you here? It's not that Jesus is saying that if you and I see someone in need, that we have to go help them and put ourselves in danger. That's, that's not exactly what Jesus is saying here, but he does expect action for us to help. Now, those guys back then, they didn't have 911. They could have walked 911 steps or, or whatever, whatever it was to get into the nearest city to, to call and get help. They didn't. Jesus wants action. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had an incredible teaching on truth on this particular section of scripture. And this is what he said. He said that priest and the Levite, as they were walking along and they saw that man, the first thought that came to their mind was this. If I stop and help that man, well, what will happen to me? 
Then Dr. King continued and said, this, on the other hand, was the first thought of the Good Samaritan. He looked at this man and he thought, if I don't stop and help this man, what will happen to him? Do you see the difference there? Of where the self-focus is for these two bad believers and where the love is for others when it comes to that Good Samaritan. You know, that truth is also taught here in, in the book of Philippians. Chapter 2, it says this. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. That's what God is calling upon us to do, to value others above ourselves, to get action and to get out there and to help, to be like that good Samaritan. As Jesus was that good shepherd for you. As Jesus looked down from heaven, he saw you in this world, beat up by the devil, bloodied and left for dead. He didn't pass to the other side of heaven and go, not my problem. When Jesus saw you in need, his first thought was not, well, if I go help them, what's going to happen to me? Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. Instead, Christ's first thought when he saw you in need is, if I don't help you, what's going to happen to you? And so Jesus walked a road far, far more deadly than the Bloody Pass. That was literally the name from that road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It was called the Bloody Pass in Jesus' day. Jesus walked a road far more dangerous and deadly than that. Jesus walked the road that, that led to the cross, where droplets of blood passed from his body. And with each droplet that fell, Jesus showed you just what is truly valuable in this life. And it's not self It's sacrifice. Pride, pride stops love. Jesus' love stops our pride. Jesus shows you just how valuable you are with his love, his sacrifice, his action. And that's what God is calling for you to do. So what does that mean? How how do you do that then? Well, if you see someone in need, act. And this is my encouragement for you. Point, pray, proclaim. First of all, if you see someone in need, point out that need and make sure that aid can get to that person. And sometimes you are that person that God has put at that right place at that right time in order to get them that aid. Maybe you can physically bring it to them. Maybe you can call it in, but, but point out that person in their need. And then pray. Pray that the, the first responders get there in time. Pray that the first responders' medical training kicks in well. Pray for that person who is in need for their health. Pray for their, the loved ones of this person that are going to be terrorized by what's going on. Pray. And praying isn't just something to do. It's the best thing to do. And then finally, proclaim. Tell the story to many other people around how God put you at the right place at the right time to do the right thing Not to shine a light on you, but how God puts us in those places so that we can be that bold believer, so we can be that person who acts. Value others above yourself and see what God does. Let's pray. Lord God, we pray boldly. You're going to put people in need, in our way. May we not be like those two bad believers that pass by to the other side. May we act. May we point. May we pray. May we proclaim. May we do, God, what you've put in our hearts to do, to be your hands and to be your feet. Lord, give us that boldness and give us that strength to value others above ourselves. Amen.
Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Thanks for making it all the way to the end of this podcast. We at Time of Grace have so many resources to help you in your walk of faith. Whether it's our TV program, to our written devotions, Grace Talks video devotions, to podcasts, to more podcasts, to still other podcasts, to our blog, to countless books. Uh, we're working as hard as we can to help you stay connected to Jesus and his amazing grace. If you're interested in connecting with God's word every day, just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up for our daily email. And may God bless you today.